0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Steadcast. I just wanted to jump in ahead of this week's pod to say a few things. It has been a truly remarkable week in the world of sport. There's been some pretty significant moments in the world of rugby, tennis, gymnastics, but obviously the thing that we want to focus on is athletics. Naturally we will be talking about the Ineos 159 challenge as we saw Elliot Kipchoge finally break through the two-hour barrier. And even though I think some of us were kind of expecting that to happen, I think what nobody was expecting to happen was Bridget Kosky's effort in the Chicago Marathon where she went and smashed Paula Radcliffe's world record. So we will be catching up on that, but to bring you up to date with events, Kieran is actually on the other side of the pond in the United States at the moment, and as I'm sure you can appreciate, it does make recording that pod a real challenge. So that review is coming on that whole weekend, and those amazing achievements in the marathon, but I just wanted to explain why that's going to need to wait a little while. In the meanwhile, though, we're going to be talking about chasing goals, and we're still going to be keeping it on theme with my own journey as I sort of build up towards my sub-five-minute mile, which I ran in the summer of 2018. So, I hope that you enjoy this podcast, and like I say, Kieran and I will be back reviewing the events and a load more topics at some point soon. Thank you.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to the Steadcast, the Steadfast Runners podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Clements, head coach and international distance runner. And I'm Sam Wade.
0: I am co-host, which is a very affectionate title for me, Mm. seeing as I'm basically just the guy with the equipment to make it. But I do a bit of running as well. So we've decided that gives me enough authority
1: to get involved. And he's also the self-titled social media manager of Steadfast Runners. And today we will be talking about Sam's running. So we're gonna be discussing Sam's journey from just being sort of an everyday fun runner or hobby jogger, whatever you want to call it. He just he did a little bit of running. To running a 457 mile yes so that was really exciting I mean, this was summer of 2018 we're
0: talking so you know probably what 18 months ago something like that Not probably not even that long yeah, ago 14 long ago. it doesn't
1: feel like that long ago no it feels
0: really recent in my memory um, but i guarantee i couldn't run 457
1: <laughs> right now that's for sure <laughs> i can back that up you might struggle but um i mean speaking of that though i mean you're it's kind of lucky that you're somebody who sort of walks around in fairly good shape so sort of talk about how prepared you felt coming into this and just your history with sports and exercise in general
0: yeah sure thing so i've always been a pretty active kind of guy in terms of my relationship with sport it started when i was tiny and i was swimming a lot from pretty much as early as i can remember and yeah that's one of those real aerobic sports where it uses your whole body and you need to be on it and and anyone who knows anything about you know semi-serious swimming knows that it gets to a point where you're training you know maybe three four times a week sometimes you're doing more than that you're doing early mornings as well which is something we can definitely talk about when it comes <laughs> down to project five later um so yeah so I always did that then through high school played a lot of hockey as well sort of swimming kind of got to a point where I didn't want to carry it on any further and then so how serious of a swimmer really were you we sort of swimming for a club or for the school yeah I mean I was Ips- Ipswich swimming club was my was my sort of club that I went to um Mm -hmm. and then really kind of got to county level never really beyond that okay and you would race in sort of galas and that's right yeah yeah I mean typically stuck to some of the lower distances there's more the sprint swimmer stuff so (laughs) you know it was more 100 meters and 50 meter stuff than it was maybe 200 meters and stuff beyond that
1: okay which in a running sense translate to sort of uh, probably your 400s and your 800 something like that yeah okay. yeah def- definitely more like that i mean those are the shorter
0: races that you can swim Are mm-hmm. the 50s and the 100s supposed yeah. to you know i don't know if there's it's not really kind of swimming, you don't really have
1: those ultra long distances in the same way that you do with running. No, I suppose the fifteen hundred is the longest thing I've ever seen in swimming. And yeah, and it gets it take know. it takes a while, but I suppose yeah, when you're just going out and back along a pool, along a fifty metre or twenty five metre pool, it probably gets a little bit more tedious than on a track. Am I right in saying that? Y- yeah, definitely. Definitely. And the thing is, you know, with you know
0: when you're certainly with a lot of runners Maybe people that aren't quite so serious, but they can run with music or they can, you know, set little goals because they're like, I'm going to get to the end of the road before the song ends. or I'm going to get there before that car does or something like that. Whereas when you're in a pool by yourself. Yeah, I imagine you're never quite sure where you're at, what kind of time you're about to do. Perspective's a little bit different and you don't have the luxury of things like, you know. I dare say something's going to call me up and say they have a waterproof iPod, but
1: you know what I mean? Like if you, <laughs> yeah, if you, definitely. if you want something to keep you distracted, let yeah, if you know how to, keep, if you know how to keep yourself entertained in the swimming pool, let us know in the comments. <laughs> that'd be great for cross training as well. That's it. Yeah. So, so like I said, I swam a lot when I was a kid and then
0: moved into hockey and I attribute hockey to a lot of kind of the relationships and things that I have with people now and some yeah really quite hilarious memories out of high school. And I think maybe what I missed through swimming was that element of a team sport uh, and played games on Saturdays for, again, a local club. Um, shout out IAS, anyone who's out there. And <laughs> then the, the only problem with that is once I got to the age of you know, 16, 17, 18, get a job alongside your schoolwork, that takes place on Saturday. And then it comes to, do you want to play hockey or do you want to earn money? And you know, once you start getting a few pay slips under your belt, <laughs> even, though it's, you know, even though it's naff all money when you're just working a weekend job, it's more money than you had before. So you yeah, get, exactly. it gets very addictive. <laughs> um, and yeah, and unfortunately, kind of stopped playing hockey. I'd love to get back into it now. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, sort of, sort of finished playing hockey. But like I say, have got a lot of great memories from playing hockey and that for for people who are listening and wondering it's field hockey not ice hockey uh, yeah we're not, not really a great deal of ice hockey in the UK no we're not blessed with ice rinks no not at all. well we're not we're also not blessed with terrible winters like they are yeah, in parts yeah. of the world where ice hockey is big so exactly yeah Yeah, it's, it's not so bad um so then after that you kind of you got quite into the gym right yeah yeah mass, massively and I don't know if it's convenience I don't
0: know if it's jealousy I don't know if it's laziness I don't know what it is because I think some of it was vanity as well massive amounts <laughs> of vanity I mean the thing is, is you come out of school and obviously you know the whole image thing become you become really self-conscious especially when you're at that kind of you know what like 15 through to like 20 age bracket mm-hmm. people become hugely self-conscious about how they look maybe on nights out or about things like that and and for me, I remember it was maybe two or three people that I knew of that started going to the gym and you start to see changes in them. Yeah. And you go, wow, geez, you know, so-and-so is bulked up and you, you go, I, could, I reckon I could do that. And knowing that I was, you know, a pretty physical guy with a, you know, just generally a good kind of body to, to
1: throw myself into to most really have sports a good, yeah a good base fitness for most sorts of things yeah, that's I it I thought I'd,
0: I thought I'd give it a go and and yeah again you know what it's like when you get to any level of any sport is you do x and you go oh I reckon I could do x plus one I reckon I could do y I reckon <laughs> I could do
1: y plus one so we did x plus about a thousand like you got big at one stage yeah. <laughs> I remember we were on holiday in Spain and yeah like just walking around with your shirt off like there was probably two of me could fit into you at you, one point yeah yeah so I, I think that's kind of one of
0: those things. Though. It was like, it was the done thing at the time you go it to the was, well, It was, yeah, that yeah. sort of that American, sort of, uh, <laughs> American high that, school look. Yeah, yeah, that like bigger is better. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it when I was doing it. And I, like so I bulked up. I got properly into it. Like, you know, if anyone wants to know what my, you know, what I benched and all that sort of thing. Don't ask me. I can't remember. I think I did. I think I did a hundred. I think I did a hundred on the bench once, but that was always really rubbish for 100 me. Hundred kilograms. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. I did hundred on the bench once. I'm fairly sure I've squatted one fifty and deadlifted one forty. Nice. um These numbers mean absolutely nothing to me. But I thought well, I think if I remember, is is one forty? Is that three plates? I think it's a bar and three plates. So it, well, it's it's about two of me. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, <laughs> put it that way. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that was kind of where I went to after that. And, and, you know, weightlifting gets quite addictive. But again, the boredom kind of began to set in for me because especially the gym that I was at is it was the actual like free weights area was quite small. Mm -hmm. And especially as I was going to the gym after work. So you can imagine what any gym is like. Uh, yeah
1: five six o'clock it was six o'clock in the evening yeah. it's
0: ramo you've got yeah. yeah you've got every other person in there exactly same position as me who wants to finish work lift some weights before they go home go home eat dinner pass out yeah literally exactly. so so it got to this point where it was just not even i got bored of going to the gyms i just got bored of the gym's
1: environment mm-hmm. more and than I anything think, else am i right in saying that that's where running kind of came into play for you well yeah i mean certainly things that i remember where i started
0: because first run that I ever remember going out on, like I just randomly set myself the task as like, bang, I'm going to go out for a run. It must have been when I was like 15, and I remember I had this weird sort of like little plan in my head, but I didn't know where I was going. Um, yeah, so this is this is long before sort of the gym and st- you're still playing hockey and swimming. Yeah, at this, this point. is probably in line with with hockey. Probably swimming's just finished, mm-hmm. maybe for six to eight months,
1: and then hockey's taking over. Yeah, which is kind of interesting that you almost kind of craved that aerobic challenge yeah it's i, th- I think for me is it's just one of those
0: things you know what it's like if you play football you play hockey you play any game you get to some games and you're feeling puffed out and you go yeah you, know, like, and you like, go maybe oh God, i just want to do something get. to improve yeah it. um or even you know certainly for me is i get really itchy when i'm not doing stuff like i, I gotta <laughs> go you know and, and it could have been even something as simple as like i missed training one week because i was doing something with family or or something like that and as a result maybe that first run could have filled in a gap um mm. so i did this route this route and like i say it turned out that it was almost bang on five miles pure, purely by
1: coincidence yeah which is a long way for a 15 year old yeah and, and especially a long way when you kind of don't know what you <laughs> don't know what you're doing yeah, so going out running the whole time i assume you probably went out really hard as yeah well. probably yeah i don't really remember a huge amount of it but <laughs> there but, we go he ran so hard he blacked out <laughs> not quite
0: but the thing that i do know is and i could i could take anyone round this route i could take you around this route now if you wanted to but they Key thing with it, I'm on a precious rest day right now. So. <laughs> is it has this enormous from from where I was running that has this enormous downhill bit into town, probably about you know two and a half miles or you know two miles in, something like that. And that, unfortunately, if I want to get back to the house where I started, is followed by an enormous and I mean enormous uphill bit, <laughs> um, at probably about the three and a half mile point. So you know, you're yeah, in you're probably d- about the time when you're starting to struggle, the yeah, most y- in your tire run. And you are, and it is, you know, it's enormous, this hill. So you're sort of like this little uh, David looking up at Goliath, which is this hill. And you sort of go, oh, I've got to, I've got to go up that now. And,
1: and I, I used to rely on that route a lot and I can't remember it exactly. I was going to say when you sort of, you think you dread it coming up to the hill, but sort of describe the feelings when you do get up the top of that hill and you've conquered it. Breathless. Breathless. <laughs> <laughs> Tired. <laughs> no, but you get that sort of that rush of adrenaline, those endorphins and you're like, yeah, like I'm try not to swear i'm a champion like i can do yeah, this yeah. like yeah no I've you nailed do it. and you just you feel really good about
0: yourself you know that's... there's that famous bit in rocky you know where he's got the music on and he gets up the top of the stairs i think yeah, that's you it, isn't it?
1: fun fact i've run up those steps. Yeah, there you go fun yeah. fact so yeah.
0: so you know that feeling like when you get to that i think anytime you have and like i said yeah i running is a lot of mind games you play that can i get to the top of the hill before the song ends or something like that mm. you have that game and i think whenever you get to the top of i a think big any, any hill.
1: runner out there has done that and i think a lot of runners do that in sort of everyday life i know what i used to do when i was sort of walking to and from school and stuff i'd see someone across the opposite side of the road i'm like i'm gonna beat them to that lamp literally <laughs> so literally anyone anyone who has those weird sort of I don't know, competitions within their heads. If you have a, a particularly interesting or funny one, chuck it in the comments, let yeah, us know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I, I think like I said, I think everyone can relate to that. So, so yeah, I remember basically the, the way that I
0: kind of visualized that route and I'd still do it exactly the same if I was running it today is that I got to the top of that hill and it leveled out and then there's probably four or 500 meters, something like that before I got to where my friend's house was. And I know that from my friend's house back to my house was almost bang on a mile. Mm-hmm. So that knowledge of, right, I'll get there. I'm almost at Callum's house. That's a mile long home. Like if I could get to that point, I knew a mile. I knew, you know, it's in the bag. Even if I was crawling out of my hands and knees, (laughs) I knew that a mile is not the end of the world distance. Yeah. And it was more so, I tell you what, getting up to the top of that hill was not so much like, ah, know, I'd look back on it and like I've conquered it. It's more so look ahead and go, well, I've done the hard bit. Now I've only got like that little bit left to go. Like coasting. And I know I can do that. Um, But the one thing that I do remember from those sort of first runs, you know, like 15, 16, before I sort of took it as seriously as I do now, and, you know, before there was this big pause, you know, this hiatus when I was bulking up in the gym, Mm. was I had like this running playlist and I kind of knew how well I was getting on in my run by where certain songs would come on. And you okay. know what it's like, is you'd have maybe like the hard ones to start to get you going, and then there's like a chilled out bit in the middle, and then there'd always be some like hardcore, like prodigy, hyped up song at the end, <laughs> just because anything you've got left, you you know, you absolutely just sprint for the length of
1: that song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely brick it to, yeah. towards the
0: end. So, um, nice. so that's kind of, yeah, my first
1: m- memory of running like a proper route. Okay, so then, um, where did. Where did you sort of start to take running a little bit more seriously? I know you ran a half marathon in Paris uh, at one point. I think it was 2014, 15? 16. I 16, think there we Paris. go. Yeah. Um, yeah, thinking about it,
0: I can't remember any like specific moment, but the, the key things that I do remember thinking are basically, somebody who I used to work with, shout out Gavin King if you're listening, he got really into the obstacle course races. Uh, yeah! So for anyone who's listening who knows them, you might know things like the Spartan races, the Tough Mudder that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know them, imagine a 5 10k course, half marathon, whatever the distance, you know, cross country but they'll have all these extravagant obstacles laid out. So that could be something like you have to carry a sandbag for half a mile or, it yeah, could or you have to, have to climb to under, under a like a net or something. Yeah, yeah or monkey bars or something. Yeah. And, and depending on which ones you go to, some of them get really quite hardcore. But <laughs> anyway, Gavin got into doing these and I mean like he really got into them. Somebody who hadn't run in the past, all of a sudden he was doing them like every week. Mm-hmm. And I remember he showed me the Spartan ones that he was doing. And then he kind of said, oh, well, you should have a go. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll have a go at that because I, I can definitely do it. Um, And with the Spartan races, at least, they have like three kind of key distances, which is there's the sprint, which I want to say is a 5k, the super, which is usually between like 8 to 12k, something like that. Yeah. Um, Or sometimes they're not fixed, but they can sometimes go up a little bit further than that. And then they have the beast, which is basically like a half marathon. Mm -hmm. I think the only stipulation on the entry is that it will be at least half a marathon. Oh wow! <laughs> so if they if they want to, chuck so in it can, yeah, mile, they can.
1: You can just do twenty miles if they fancy it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So so this was like October 2015, I want to say, and I I yeah. basically entered in for one of these, and you know didn't train like super hardcore for it, but I remember being in the gym thinking. You know, there's going to be like a lot of pull up stuff as well. But I've actually got to remember, yeah, I've got to
1: know how to run. I've got to trust in my body. Yeah, you kind of cover have to, that distance. Yeah, you have to be strong enough to be able to do the the physical work and then also fit enough to be able to do the running. So yeah, yeah that would have put you in a position to be sort of in really good shape to build on that when you did start running for running specific goals.
0: Yeah, that's it. So I remember doing, you know, odds and ends. like am um, doing laps around the field um, that's just over the road from me. I remember doing that. And then, like I say, in the trio you know, spend a bit of time on the treadmill in the gym, that kind of thing. I don't necessarily remember going out and setting myself like a, I'm going to run for you know, five miles route. But what I might do is I might have my little watch with me and go right, I'm going to run for half an hour, yeah, you know, and, and just know that I could cover it. And and in that race, I remember it was a really hot day for it, um, and I remember thinking to myself, no matter what comes, I'll always, I'll always run. I didn't want to walk for any bit of it. Mm. And I think this is the only time I've ever done it where I did actually have to pause and walk up a hill because Ooh. it got to a point where, I know, mission of guilt. Um, <laughs> but there was this part on it where I think I'd just been carrying a sandbag for however long and I, I, did, I had no idea where I was in comparison. And it got to this point where it was all quite spread out, like there wasn't a pack of runners. I was kind of in this gap and it all of a sudden felt like I was just running around the field by myself. Yeah, and it could have been that the finish was hundred yards away. It could have been it was like five miles, or I didn't know. So for that point, I decided to play it safe up the hill. I walked up the hill, and then I think from that point, I finished the run. Um, and and yeah, didn't feel didn't feel too rotten by the end of it. I think I hurt the next day, but yeah, if, well, if you're not surprised. You don't hurt the next day. Half
1: the half a marathon of lifting stuff as well. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's not easy. Yeah, but it does seem to me from the outside looking in that you're best performance or your best training comes when you have a goal at the end of it yeah definitely. so discuss sort of the importance of having a goal and then we'll get into where the idea for having the goal of running a five-minute mile came from yeah definitely well talking about one thing that
0: I remember quite key you know as a, as a key point was not long after it crossed into 2016 so October 2015 obviously a couple of months I went out to Singapore and I ran another one of these obstacle course races out in Singapore. Uh, oh, of course, I forgot about that. Actually. I know. Well, it was, it, the thing is, Singapore was such a mad place to go that I kind of forgot that the first day I was there was all about running. Yeah. Um, and that was all across Sentosa Island, which is like sand and all sorts of stuff. So mm-hmm. that was pretty hardcore. I remember training, you know, with a lot more focus for that one. And that was like on the treadmill in the gym, but like carrying sandbags and like running for an hour. And I think if I remember rightly, the... Thing had a like a you know the website had like a training program you could print off
1: and it would say like, right. like you know you know and it would have like hill sprints and things like that so I remember having run for X amount of time do X amount of push-ups run again like, Yeah exactly yeah. so I remember I remember training
0: a lot more for that and then after that I just assumed that I was this hardcore athlete and when March rolled around it's my birthday I had a couple of days off work that's when the whole Paris half marathon thing came up. Yep. And again I was a bit lazy for that I didn't really do that much training. But I remember probably a week before I, a week before I went out there, I had this idea of if I can run ten miles, I can definitely run a half marathon. That was a week before, yeah, doing the <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. It was it was it was just a super. Like, you know, unorganized training yeah. <laughs> system, but I remember I could do that. And I went out and I had a five mile route, and I did it twice in this court, you know, in one run in an evening. And it was yeah. cross country as well. So I remember thinking, like, cross country will be on pavement, that'll be a little bit easier. Yeah. So I effectively trained for that mental barrier, which I had in my head was like 20k, something like that, <laughs> just a k before the finish. <laughs> so, yeah, you can imagine what happened when I got to Paris. I trained really well and I felt really good for you know 90% of that race, yeah, and then got to twenty K and thought, right, I'm almost there, you know, start to try and, you know Wind it up wind a it up a bit, bit yeah. and just collapsed over the finish line. I was <laughs> broken. So so I think from that point, you know, even though I had that goal and I trained really well, you know, in my own mind for most of it,
1: that was the first time I brought it home. I thought, actually like you need to train mentally and physically yeah well i also wouldn't be surprised if you broke yourself a little bit on that 10 mile run that is that's a long way to be going that's that close to a race if you're yeah, just I trying d- to finish it but yeah, i didn't know <laughs> hey, exactly and that's one of the things that a lot of people sort of struggle with if they don't know how to train for running like you just you don't know the thing is i think as somebody who has only really
0: begun to understand training for running because you, know, you say training for the gym or training for a boxing match or something, you, know, you can mm. sort of visualize it because you know you that that's broadcast quite a lot, isn't it? You know, yeah, definitely. Like in the build-up to every fight night you've ever seen, you'll always have like a
1: five-minute-long montage of people in the gym and sparring partners and things like that. All of the different sort of yeah things. But like that. Yeah, although I'm sure there's a lot of com- a lot of complexities within training for like let's use the example of a boxing match, a lot of drills and a lot of complexities that I personally would have no idea, and you probably wouldn't either, even right. though you have quite. a, quite a good interest in boxing and it's the same sort of thing with running really there's a lot of people that have a good interest in running and train well ish for running and think they're training really well and running pbs and stuff like that but there's still so much more that these types of people can learn and can then do but we are getting off on a bit of a tangent here we don't want to sit here and listen to me talk for half an hour about (laughs) training (laughs) yeah we're focusing on you today and we're focusing on the five minute mile so yeah, let's get into where did the idea come from to set that next target to try and run sub five?
0: Yeah, so I'm trying to remember back. I think it probably came from or at least started maybe with you and I running together. Cause I mm-hmm. I remember always thinking like, Oh yeah, Kieran, yeah, Kieran runs, he's yeah, he's probably quite good, but you know, anyone can keep up with him if they just go for it. And I remember you and I went out for a couple of runs initially together or training you know, a couple of things together. And I remember coming back thinking like, oh, geez, like that hurt. Like that, that's exhausting. Like how the hell does he do that? You know? Yeah. And thinking like that. It's always a nice confidence boost for me to be chatting away to you and you be going, (laughs) yeah, literally. (laughs) Well, certainly, I can't remember. I don't think I ever went out for a run with you in spain but i remember coming back and just doing like you had to do a little ab core workout thing that you did yeah, afterwards yeah. and feeling like that was hard work <laughs> and then also like i say spending time with you out in the states as well because that was not long after i'd done that spartan race no it wasn't no yeah, yeah trying well, to and you, i was gonna that. say you were in good shape then because we we did a six mile run together yeah yeah, yeah. so i remember think, thinking about that and, and then obviously that's when you start talking about pacing and you know breaking down you know what we did in what time
1: and that kind of thing yeah. so that kind of got my mind ticking over and then but I think that day we ran we ran that six-mile run. We, we ran it negatively split. I think we were probably yeah. 20 and a half on the way out and 19, 20 or something like that on the way back. Yeah, yeah. And you'd never heard of that concept before. You didn't even <laughs> know what a negative split was. Exactly, yeah. So I think it's probably like a
0: lot of these little, you know, like the 1% or so whatever you want to call it, you know, sort of culminating in my mind. And it got to this point where... Yeah, I remember, I think we were just casually in conversation, and, and it might have even been you that said, I wonder how fast you could run a mile. And then I go, Yeah, I reckon I could do it in five minutes. Like, <laughs> like well, that's my knowledge, right? Is watching marathons and watching sports and things like that. And my dad was going, Oh, God, yeah, they're going, they're running five minute miles for a marathon. And I me mean, not really understanding what that and meant. And you thinking,
1: oh, Well, if they can do 26 of them, surely I can do one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's nice. that top gear mentality of how hard can it be. Literally, literally. So, so. My assumption was that
0: that would be easy. My other side of things as well is that, like say, so my friend Callum, shout out Callum, is, you know, his house was a mile from mine and I knew that it took me 15 minutes to walk it and I'd walk at a fair pace. But I remember thinking, right, if I really need to go for it, yeah, I'm running late, whatever, we got a train to catch, blah, blah. If I had to leg it out my door, could I get to Callum's house inside five minutes? Yeah. So maybe that was my attitude. And I remember thinking to you like, oh, I reckon I could do five minutes. And then I think... You said to me, like, no, nah, I reckon you could probably do, like,
1: 5.20 or 5.30. So I remember you, we had some moment like that. Yeah, well, I mean, my initial prediction, um, and we'll talk about this later, when we did the first ever time trial at the beginning of Project 5, was I think I predicted you at 5.49. Yeah, sounds about right. So, yeah, I, I probably said to you, like, you'd do well to break 6 yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah and it was just is, sort of a concept.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, by this point, you know, because this is now getting into, you know, probably the middle of 2018, you know, maybe, like, April april time something like mm-hmm. that by the time we started to actually talk about this as a how fast could i could i run that mile yeah i'd maybe started to go out for runs a little bit more regularly not with any kind of goal but i'd go out for a run and then i remember i had this app that would play to me like over my music and it would say you know your last mile was 712 or 718 or something like that and i remember yeah. I remember going out for these runs and then having that announced to me and thinking like, as long as I would stay under like 7.15 pace, that was like
1: a steady running pace for me. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that was probably your pretty high end steady sort of knocking on the door of tempo kind of running. But yeah, it's when you're doing just mileage, it's okay to sort of run like yeah. that.
0: So, so hearing that and then all of a sudden that's kind of how I began to understand and actually visualise like a clock versus a mile for me. Yeah. Is, you know, you start going real, like a five-mile run for me. I'm running seven and a bit minute miles. And then obviously, oh, it's just one. I could leg it in five. And then that's where I think, I can't remember exactly when it was first said, but I remember speaking to you like, right, well, we'll time me in the summer and we'll see if we can do it. And then I think you probably threw down the gauntlet of look, like, hang with me for a bit and i reckon i can get you to that sub five minute pace i think we assumed
1: we assumed that i wasn't quite going to be at five but i would be able to train for it basically yeah i mean it was it was obvious to me that what you needed to work on was sort of the speed endurance work yeah i mean naturally you're fairly quick you've got a decent amount of speed and because you were going out for those runs and because you're relatively sort of aerobically fit you kind of had that base already as well it was just that mile specific kind of work that we needed to do. You need to just sort of layer on like some track sessions and a little bit of threshold work just to sort of bump that aerobic threshold up a little bit and a bit of tempo and that sort of thing. But it was that was all you really needed you just needed sort of a nudge in the right direction it wasn't like we were dealing with a complete amateur that just sort of got up off the couch and was like right I'm gonna run five minutes for the mile
0: yeah I mean that is definitely an an important thing to distinguish is that you know I'm not some lump who had never run before and then and then jumped up and done it like we we said so it's important to distinguish that but the actual kind of birth of this becoming a project I remember specifically it might have been like do you remember when we were around at David's for just after you'd come back to the
1: Back yeah, to the UK yeah, from yeah.
0: America, so again, shout out David. <laughs> um, is we were all round at David's, and I, I'm fairly sure we were talking about this whole idea. And then you were like, Let's just do it, I'm free on Wednesday, yeah. And, and at that point, and this, was, this was
1: what a Saturday or Friday or Saturday night, something like that, yeah. yeah.
0: It was, it was, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it and was, like we
1: were just this had nothing to do with running, we were just hanging out, like yeah. upsetting neighbors with some fireworks, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly, just, just guys being dudes, yeah, that's it. And I remember.
0: I remember all of a sudden because I I'd, I'd had it in I'd had this idea in my head of like ah uh, trying to run a sub five minute mile and then also obviously you know we'll come to talk about the whole idea of it being a video as well I could create something off the back of it yeah but then all of a sudden this kind of gauntlet was thrown
1: down which was no we're actually going to do it yeah like, well it's it was if you want to do this you've got to train and we've got to commit to this yeah, we yeah, need yeah. To, it was bringing structure to the project I think is what I brought more than anything oh hugely hugely and. But, the, but like I said initially getting started for me it'd been like this oh yeah we'll do it in the summer we'll do it in the summer yeah, we'll do it in the summer. yeah and, I, and I had to just be like right no Wednesday yeah, yeah you start on Wednesday and then in 10 weeks you run a time trial
0: yeah exactly and I think for me at that point it was that kind of you know lump in your throat and you kind of go oh okay <laughs> oh this is happening yeah. I actually have to run so so then yeah I think we penciled in a time something like four o'clock on Wednesday at the track or something like that yep. and um, and I remember you know and this is where we can actually start properly talking about project kind of what it turned into but the first memory that I have of that was my day off and I had whatever generic errands I had to run in the morning but I was driving around in my car on the um, way to the track and I remember having that kind of like you know like when you sit you sit still but you're tapping your feet kind of like you know because yeah, you've got like that, that n- nervous energy and yeah that literally that exact phrase was going through my head and there's a song uh, by a band called slaves like proper punk rock like angry song and it's just called nervous energy and it's got yes. that proper kind of like that and i just had that like on repeat in my car because i had that real nervous energy i was really excited to go out and do it but at the same time i kind of understood that this was actually going to probably be quite a difficult thing to go out and yeah. do. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's it's not easy running sub five for the mile. If yeah. it was, we'd all do it. Yeah, exactly. So so that's kind of my clearest memory, like in the build up to all of that. Is I remember chatting about it at David's, going like, no, we're actually gonna do it. And then on the day that we said, right, we'll go out and do it, me just thinking like, oh like, that. like just yeah, and like I yeah. said so I remember that song, that like nervous energy kind of you know, da 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 kind of Going on and on and on.
1: Um, yeah, which is quite funny because you arrived all amped up, and I made you lay down on the floor and stretch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and
0: again, and do you know what? This is something that I I didn't know what to expect from the whole training things. I just assumed naively that we'd get to the track, I'd run straight out on the track, I'd belt around as quick as we'd I run could, run a mile as hard as you could, and then, it would then we'd take go me, home. Yeah, and yeah. it'd take me six minutes or whatever it would take me, and then that way we'd like have, I I don't know what we'd have after that, but we'd have a we'd have. <laughs> Like a control, a yardstick, something like that. would have yeah. something to measure me by. Um, but like I said, we got there, and the very first thing you start talking about is stretching and warming up, and all that sort of thing. You know, and for me, and I dare say this is relatable for a lot of other people. Certainly, I know if you turn up to most park runs, you know, everyone who gets there five be, yeah. five minutes before it's due to start, <laughs> and they just sort of you know roll their ankle and sort of you know do the old yeah. calf stretch a little bit.
1: You'll see, you'll see the odd few people sort of jogging around a little bit beforehand. The guys yeah. that are going to run, sort of, you know you're sort of seventeen to twenty minute kind of guys, yeah, would usually do a little bit of a jog and like maybe a few drills beforehand. but, yeah, no, I taught you the full sort of pro pro warm up that most sort of club level club level and up runners would kind of do. so yeah. Um, do you want to just, if you remember it, take us through what you had to do? This is before, so Sam would do this before every hard session. So I do, I do it every before interval most, session. Most, I do it well, before you would most do exercises. The stretching, yeah, the stretching you would do before every exercise. Like, but take us through. So take us through from arriving at the sort of the little block on the field where we based ourselves before the warm up, all the way through to the start of the session, the start of the mile
0: yeah so i i remember like i did my little bit for for the video first we sort of had the camera out and we we did a couple of bits on on there to do an introduction then we did this we did a set of stretchers and i yeah i wouldn't know names of many of them but a couple <laughs> so it's,
1: it's just an active isolated stretching routine um, there we go if you want to know exactly what that is, uh, there is a video on YouTube and also an explanation on the Steadfast Runners website. Perfect. And I remember doing a couple of different
0: stretches that felt a bit new to me. You know, a lot of it being on your back, You know, pulling your knee up to your chest and then yes, you know, sort of simple of the activations. The one thing that I do remember, though, is I think you called it a figure four stretch. Is that mm-hmm. right? It's the one basically. And again, you can see this on on the video that's on Kieran's website. Is I can't visualise it. I, mean, I must look really silly. <laughs> basically,
1: you'd never stretched your IT band before. Yeah, and- this is
0: it. And you sort of, you know, if you imagine if you're sitting down, you sort of cross your leg over your knee, so you're essentially your foot and your ankle is resting on top of your knee on your opposite leg, and then you basically pull your opposite leg kind of back towards your chest. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, check check it out on the video. I'd never done it before, and oh my goodness that was a just that stretch was a bit of an eye opener for me (laughs) probably followed by some swear words that i can't say whilst i'm doing this but it was it was one of those real kind of like okay yeah kieran knows what he's doing because i've never felt this before i've done a lot of different
1: exercises and i've never felt this specific group of muscles stretch before yeah and and, uh, let's clarify that that was a good thing he needed that stretch yeah Um, if you've got a muscle group that doesn't need stretching because it's abnormally tight and if you stretch it that's Something's going to happen to it. Don't stretch it. Always be sensible. Yeah, I'm not responsible
0: responsible for your injuries, people. Yes. Um,
1: But yeah, I remember doing... So
0: I remember doing these things, like I said, that one stood out to me just because of the, you know, the wince that I did afterwards. But (laughs) I remember we did that. And then for anyone who knows where the track is, where we did this project, there's a kind of normal playing field next to it. That's grassy field, yeah. And I remember doing a couple of laps around that. And I actually, I remember wearing your... Um, watch that you wear for your runs and it had like live um
1: like minutes per mile pace <laughs> this is <on> great. It. <laughs> it's great to hear somebody talk about a garmin that doesn't know what a garmin was i'd imagine most of our listeners are going to know yeah, yeah sort of what a garmin is and yeah it just tells but you what pace any, it was and moment, i had yeah. told him what did i say don't go any faster than an eight minute yeah mile. it
0: was something like that yeah, yeah. it was something of like that eight minute pace and the thing is yeah even for me at that point, point yeah, eight minute mile oh, oh, i can do that i can definitely do that and you feel like you're running slow mm-hmm. um but Which i was the point yeah, which is good, yeah. I, so I stuck to that and I did a couple of laps around that. I mean, that probably works out, what, a couple of kilometres we ran? I think you did. I think it was a
1: 2k warm-up that I had you do, yeah. Yeah,
0: so obviously we'd arrived, we'd done the video stuff, done my stretches and then we did this little run and kind of, I think then we must
1: have moved onto the track and then you introduced me to the idea of doing some drills. Yes, yeah, so just pretty simple dynamic stretches. I think you just did. Some A skips, some B skips, a yeah. couple of sort of high knees, a few straight leg bounds, and then yeah, a couple of sprints as well. Then, we, were, yeah, then we did 50-meter
0: sprints or something like that.
1: I think What did I get you to do? I got you to do two by 100-meter strides yep. about race pace, and then we did one build stride. So for people that don't know what the idea of a build stride is, is basically you come into it fairly slow and you just build your pace up and up and up and up until you reach your maximum speed probably about 50 60 meters in and then you slowly come back out of it and slowly reduce your pace until you get back down to a jog yeah so we did one of those and then we sort of moseyed about kicked our legs out for a bit and then cracked on
0: yeah so that's it so at this point not really knowing what to expect i just turn the camera on and i think i do my little intro where i'm like this is my first mile this is the control pace or whatever i say and if you listen really carefully, I set off from that and I'm fairly sure I think you can hear me say something like this is going to really suck or something like yeah. you can hear me like say that as I run past the camera. Um, so it's just typical form. You go around the first bend, the first 200, you go, this feels fine. You're coming up to the first 400. Yeah, not too bad. Sort of then the second and the third laps and you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this don't feel too nice. It's a um, classic, a classic miler that has too much speed and
1: not enough strength.
0: And this is it. So, so remember going through those bits and then coming up to the final lap thinking because the thing is like emotionally and I, I thought this throughout all of my training
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that it's always those two bits and bit like the last laps, you know, relatively easy because you know that is it, you can see the finish and yeah, any, you can and you, really sort of give it everything. Well, you know, you just know where you can apply the energy. Mm-hmm. You no. Know,
1: and, and I know you, know you sort of trust where you can hang on to. I think that was one of the bigger things as well that I had to help you with was sort of dishing out your energy in more even portions during the race or That's during it. a session.
0: That's it. And do you know what? Even something that is on, is on the first mile, like the video we did, where I can, you're just saying break it down into every hundred, break like build the kick into every hundred. Like mm-hmm. I still think about that when I run now. If I yeah. know that I've got hundred
1: meters, two hundred meters, whatever left. I think about can't just build it and build it and build it and build it so <laughs> and the thing with the mile as well is on that last lap you think that you're kicking every 100 meters you think okay I've hit the bell let's go really hard to 300 let's go really hard to 200 let's go really hard to 100 and then you break out break down the home straight you're like okay let's get to 50 to go let's get to the line let's make my final sort of dip my final push but in reality you're not actually really picking it up for most people in most cases, it's just a case of you have to break it down like mentally, yeah. like that mentally to not slow down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicking
1: in the mile is who slows down the least <laughs> if you're trying to run a fast mile. <laughs> I
0: like that. I've never heard that. before. Yeah. I like that. So, so yeah. So we did all of that, and then I, you know, I bundled myself over the finish line in I think it was five thirty-six. Was that right? Five thirty-four. Five thirty-four. Yeah,
1: something like that. And and I remember I remember feeling like worn out and hard. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That was that was all you had on that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we had 35 seconds to take off in how long? 10 weeks. 10 weeks. We had 10 weeks to take off 35 seconds. And on the video, I say we're going to do that no problem.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so from there, you know, and certainly coming home off the back of that, I remember being excited to think, you yeah, know, 35 seconds, that sounds doable, but not really knowing the direction of where we go
1: after that. No, and I, quite, I sort of kept it from you a little bit. I'd, like I sort of drip fed you the program instead of trying to well
0: the thing is, is I remember like yeah you because know, honestly like you know you'd not done any coaching so it's fair to say that it was all a new experience for you I didn't have a scooby what was going on no it was... so <laughs> it
1: was a le- it was definitely a learning experience from both of us I mean the only person I'd ever coached before was myself yeah exactly so I, I know what my body responds to I had a rough idea what I thought you would respond well to But you never know until you do it. Yeah. And then the key thing that I remember us sort of saying is I said, you know, whatever you
0: think I need, write me up some sort of training plan. Because one of the key things, and this is something that I think a lot of people suffer from in work, in sport, in any kind of league of life that you can choose, is it's just the discipline of doing it. I knew Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be able to run in the right way. I wouldn't be able to discipline myself in the right way. And, And to be honest, I was expecting to finish my little five mile run five mile run sorry my mile run in five minutes or whatever and then you just go right do this do this do that and then we'll have a time trial in 10 weeks time like, i was honestly not expecting the you know day-long message that you
1: sent me on facebook with this kind <laughs> of with this training plan that had been like articulated down yeah, yeah yeah you know day by day well, that's one of the most important things about running as well is fair enough is being told what to do but One of the things that I encourage is you have to understand why you're doing these things. Yeah. Why did I have you go to Walton Water and run around that at seven minute pace instead of just having you go on the track and do a track session? Yeah. Or why on some days did I have you doing different types of track sessions? Why were you why were you having to take rest every four hundred metres some days? Yeah. A lot of people don't understand why that is. And so I felt the need to sort of tell you how it's gonna get you from that time trial that 434 to a sub five yeah and that's just it's just one of those things of it's important that the athletes buy in and that they trust the process and you did that yeah and that's i think one of the reasons why we were successful
0: well i think like i said this is the most significant thing you know so to, to put everyone who's listening in the picture as well this is not a case of you know, I just did it and then I was ready to go again tomorrow. Like I had a, you know, a lot of hours at work, but I was going on, you know, talk, yeah, a, a and piece. that's
1: one of the things that we'll definitely get to is sort of the challenges and stuff that you had Yeah. going through the process. What I think would be kind of a, a few people have requested it. And what might be fun to do now is to sort of relive those 10 weeks. We'll just sort of quickly get through the program as quick as we can. Yeah. yeah sure. And just highlight some of the things that you might've done. So the next day you did nothing, which I think you were surprised to hear.
0: Yeah, that's it. And and do you know what? I remember, because what I did, you sent me this message and I... Deliberately put it. I typed it out on my laptop in a nice, neat chart. You know where I could go along and I could literally just cross the days off as mm-hmm. I went. Which is exactly what I'm looking at now, by the way. I don't have that good yeah. of a memory. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that was that was something that kind of surprised me. Is that I just assumed it would be, yeah, you because know, you know what it's like when you see, you know you see only the East Africans training for marathons on like the little highlight reels before yeah. the marathon. You see these dusty early mornings where they're mm-hmm. running every day, and I
1: assumed it would kind of be like that. Is that every day I'd be running, I'd be running hard as well. Yeah. Um, but no, there was, there's definitely. I mean, I can see here, literally just from the way you've mapped it out, it's quite nice. There's a huge element of progression. Yeah, 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 big time. And so your second second day, or well, your first week, I only really had you running fairly easy. So you had two easy 30-minute runs at 8-minute pace and one 45-minute run where it was... 15 minutes at eight minute pace, 15 minutes at seven minute pace, and then 15 minutes back at eight minute pace. Yeah. Sort of, uh, that was basically me tricking you into doing a threshold run. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, rem-
0: I remember that run because I remember the first, the rest of the runs kind of like blended in. But that first week I remember fairly clearly because that, that second run I ever did was, um, and this is talking about life again, is yeah. I had to deliver a car of all places down in like Exeter. So I was working in the motor trade and I couldn't get a transport. So I ended up driving this car like six hours Um, You know, down to the other end of the country and got out to the other end. What I should have done is I should have turned around and gone home, but instead I was like, right, I need to go for a run.
1: Went and did a a 30-minute run,
0: yeah. Yeah, and that was my first, that was like the first run I I did for the project outside of, you know, what we'd done on the first day. And then after that, that next run where it was like 15 minutes at one pace, 15 15 15 minutes like that, I remember thinking like, okay, okay, I can do that. Okay, whatever. And then I remember really like that hurt.
1: I remember I got to like, well, that was that was you finding out what tempo running was. Yeah, yeah literally. And
0: I remember like the deliberate change in pace um, kind of I remember getting to the point where I was like, OK, right, it's time to knock it up a notch. Time to shift gears. Yeah. Doing it, going for as long as I could. And I remember I probably got to like, I don't know, 10 or 11 minutes of that harder running before I thought, geez, like, I need to I need to slow. I can't do it. You know, like, mm. it really hurt before and I had to slow down again. That's
1: where that sort of mental callousing comes in because you did it but yeah, yeah, like yeah. you succeeded you managed to get 15 minutes in at seven minute pace yeah and then how easy did that last 15 minutes feel well slightly easier but, slightly not, easier, but, <laughs> but not great yeah, yeah. when well, you've honest. got that sort of <laughs> deliberate slowdown you've done the hard bit yeah there's sort of that that euphoric feeling of like i've done the work i've just got to phone it in now mm-hmm. i've just got to get back that's it it's that home straight mentality isn't it exactly it's, you're almost yeah. there. so then the next week we've got exactly exactly seven days after the time trial we did our first track session we did It says eight to ten times four hundred of two minutes here. I can't remember how many we did. I want to say that I did ten. I feel like I think it was ten that you did. And I remember being really surprised by how quick you run. If I remember correctly, you ran them all in about seventy eight and got down to seventy five. Yeah. Which for those of you don't really know pace and things like that, seventy five is five minute pace. Yeah. Yeah, so I know. I do remember it and um And that's I mean that's a session to If you wanted to run five minutes for the mile, you'd want to be able to do eight to twelve times four hundred off of one to two minutes in seventy-five. So you were not a million miles away. Yeah, I think the big thing though, like with that was is it was just the whole idea of the consistency,
0: not knowing how I would feel, because you're saying, you know, go out and run it in under 80 seconds or 75 seconds, whatever you said. Yeah. You go out there and you bang around one and you go, I didn't feel too bad. And I did it in whatever time I did it, seventy-eight seconds, something like that. So I think you went out quite hard. I think the first one was like
1: seventy-six. Maybe yeah. <laughs> so
0: so whatever it came back at. But the key thing for me is I just had no idea how I was going to do in the next one, the next one, the next one. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, this was your first
0: ever interval session, uh, and this is it. And the thing is, is that the the things. That, this sounds really silly, but the things that surprised me about doing this, and as we go through the training, there's more and more of it. Is I remember feeling surprised at why I had to do some really short runs. You know. Why the hell am I doing 200 meters? Like, I've yeah. got to run much longer than that. But then also, there were some sessions where, you know, you're going out and you're running, you know, probably 10 miles or, you know, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. And I remember thinking, like, geez, do I really need to. I was like, the mileage was the other thing that surprised me is how much mileage I was being asked to actually go out and oh, run. Right, sort of just easy running you had to do. You know, for a mile long thing. Yeah, I've got to run a mile, so I should train for the mile. Yeah. But actually, training for the mile, it includes a lot of you know going for on a track around two or three hundred meters and also going out and doing you know fairly well paced seven or eight
1: mile long runs yeah well that brings me on to sort of the next, the rest of this week of training so you did four runs that week uh two of the other ones were just an easy 30 minutes and one of them was a seven and a half miles which is just a lap of water at your sort of it was i think i said it as a progression run i said you just start off about seven thirty or so and then work your way down each mile and just sort of see where you end up at at the end it says 620 here so yeah no I
0: definitely did I definitely wouldn't have run 620 um, no, maybe not but <laughs> but the key thing that I remember is that the, that I remember running I ran around on water for the first time as part of this project and yeah. part of that is just you kind of I don't know it's kind of you just a bit curious like I'd never run around it before you want to start slow because I had no idea how long or where I was going anything like that so yeah. you don't want to burn out and then by the end of it you know you start to see some of the visitor signs that say you've got x amount of (laughs) yes it was good that i had set you a progression run because it's what you would have done anyway exactly so so that was that was kind of the the next step as it were you sort of yeah what you get to learn your surroundings and by that point you know once you've run for seven or eight miles you sort of learn how your body feels once you're two or three miles into a run and you know you've only got eight miles to run you kind of get an idea of how you're going to feel at the end i think
1: yeah, and I think that aerobic development was something that was quite important for you personally, is getting those longer runs in at kind of a, Hugely. A, a slightly faster kind of threshold kind of pace, but without really burning you out. So I think the progression run and the Alton Water steady runs were quite a nice way to sort of disguise that work, where you still got it in, but you weren't killing yourself to try and get it, because the emphasis was definitely on the track sessions. Yeah, definitely. And what a common theme, really, I think pretty much every week, looking from week two to week eight or nine what we had scheduled was one track session and then one longer threshold type of run yeah and then between that it was just however much easy running we thought was appropriate for that week i mean we built you up towards the end of it you were running sort of five sometimes six days a week yeah but um yeah i mean is there is there any sessions any sort of track workouts that stand out to you because i'm looking at it here i think the one that stands out to me the most was when we revisited the 400 intervals that we did and we went back and we did them we were going to do them on the track but we got told we weren't allowed on the track yeah, because somebody true. else was there yeah, yeah yeah so we went over to copleston uh, which is one of the high schools in the local area yeah went over to them and they've got a grass track and you did it on there and still ran quicker than you did in that first session by like by a long way, if yeah. I remember right. I mean that that kind of time though,
0: like there was a lot going on, I remember, and I just remember I was being stressed about work and about all kinds of other stuff that was going on. And the key thing that sticks in my mind is obviously that track isn't as luxurious and flat and you know, kind of springy as Not, a proper so. track. You know, <laughs> it's lumpy, it's, you know, grush. you barely see where the lanes are when you're trying to go around. So you're, you're concentrating a lot. Yeah. But I have this really distinctive memories. We've been like kicked out of one location for filming, I think, earlier that day. I think we'd gone down and filmed something at, at Alton Water or something like that and been Oh, that's right, them. yeah, yeah. Then we tried to do a track session and ended up, you know, somebody having a go at us because we you know, were on the track and we weren't supposed to be or whatever it was. And then going to couple and just trying to slog together this slot when i'd already felt battered emotionally more more physically i
1: was probably okay clearly i was okay well you were fine because yeah i mean well let's uh we'll do a little comparison so that first session you did you did 10 400s with two minutes recovery in about 78 to 74 i think was your quickest one or maybe 75 76 right this second one i remember really distinctly you did 12 with 90 seconds recovery so more reps less recovery Your slowest one, I think, was a 76, and you got down to the last one, you ran 72. Damn. So that was the session that you did where I was like, okay, he's ready. Yeah. He's he's ready to roll. And I think that was in week nine. Yeah, it was something like that. That was was in week nine that you did. And there's a whole bunch of sessions that we did in between that. If anybody wants to know, just reach out. Like, I'll be happy to talk you through the training plan a little bit more. Something that I
0: just... This is really funny. So I remember, uh, you know, various things going on throughout the project. And a lot of this is like behind the scenes stuff that didn't make it into videos or anything like that. But I remember really distinctly feeling... You know, you've got like that kind of angry energy that you have in the gym or whatever. And I remember because I'd had all this emotional turmoil throughout the day to actually finally get and just run a session. (laughs) I remember basically going off for like it must have been like you know run number six of out of these you know 12 or however many ended up doing like getting to this point and saying i have this really distinct memory that i was like running off saying the only thing that matters is going fast like i remember saying something like that as a way and just and feeling kind of you know like come on come on come on and getting that real it got to this point and i should say this with everything else that goes on in life when you get these focused moments like this, like I was, like I was really focused on this. Oh yeah, you
1: had had the tunnel vision that day. Yeah,
0: or just in general, I remember waking up and it got to the point where most mornings, despite what I was going at work, had big handover, big customer, whatever it was, I just remember thinking like all I really gave a damn about was, what do I have to run today? How fast can I run today? Like I had that tunnel vision because I kind of really got deep in the whole concept
1: of this project. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, that's that just demonstrates more than anything the importance of having a goal. And this is that, it. That, that and, extra and that motivation it. that it gives you. Goal setting I think is one of the most important things in running at all. Because if you don't have a goal, if you don't have something that you're working towards, it's so difficult to get out there and motivate yourself yeah, to train. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So difficult.
0: And I think, you know, if, if we probably, we can probably, yeah, because the like I said, if, if anyone wants to see the exact training plan, it won't be the exact one that I followed because I had a lot of life in the way, which we will talk about kind yeah. of in the moment. Um, but like I say, you can get in touch with Kieran through his things. Also on my video that I made for it, there is a bit of a link to kind of an overview of my plan. Um, you know it doesn't go into huge detail but it does list kind of the sessions that were advised or you know that you could use so if you want to access that and kind of you know visualize it for yourself print it up and
1: stick it on your wall there are ways that you can do that exactly but and if you want one that's catered towards you you know where to me. Go. Yeah. Yeah. you know where um, to go but that's had just made me think actually of one of the sessions that looking at this isn't on here but I think was one of the key ones to your development was you had had a really stressful day at work and things like that. And we are going to get into sort of the challenges that you faced and things like work life, home life and things like that. But yeah, you'd had one of those days and you had a session to do. I think you had an old water run to do. that right. just wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah. So you texted me and I had to sort of think on the fly like, okay, we've got to send him down to the track and we've got to get something in. Yeah. Of that kind of stimulus that's easy enough for him to do, but you can also get done. And I think what we ended up going with in the end was a three mile, a warm up yeah then a three mile sort of tempo kind of run i remember that i went i went hard on you that went one. yeah you yeah, did yeah. A, you ran quick on that yeah, one i yeah. can't remember exactly what you did now i wish i
0: i might have it on my strava if i've got my I don't yeah know we'll have a look
1: if you want to find it out follow sam on strava scroll back to last summer he doesn't do that much running now. i really so be don't right. yeah not <laughs> goodness, <laughs> it won't take yeah. you too long Um, so you did that, and then you did some 200 meter reps, which I think you also were moving fairly well on as well. Yeah, sort of 34, 35 on those. Yeah, I can't
0: remember doing those exactly, but I do remember that that bulk of the run, that three miles in the middle. The three
1: mile was what really brought you on, yeah. And I remember
0: that was that was kind of the almost like the tension, you know, like the the relief of the tension from the day is that Mm. you know, because I was. you know what it's like. If you had those stressful days and you're going, I just want to go for a run or I just want to go to the gym or whatever, and then even like that felt difficult. That three mile run was enough of me stretching my legs to think,
1: ah, breathe. Like I've done I've done, yeah, I've done was, a run. It was a way of sort of relieving the stress. And because, it felt like a good run as well. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of it's the way that running should be. You weren't stressing about what run you had to do. You were using that run to get over the stress of your normal sort yeah. of day to day and also like i said you know like i said earlier um just in this pod i get really itchy when i'm
0: not doing stuff and things yeah and i think knowing that i had to do a run but not having done one i was like come on like i need to i need go, to get yeah, going you're you itching to go out and do yeah, one, yeah. so and i, I, think, I think that I was, was
1: sorry that was i think that was a big trip that a big sort of turning point in your training plan because that was about what halfway through something like that something like that it must have yeah. been yeah a little fun fact behind the scenes thing though is
0: in the video just because artistically it works that's like the last that day where I'm getting stressed about things is the last one of like the the training (laughs) part of the video and it fades off it's like 10 o'clock at night when I do it yeah that was late running around an abandoned running track in the dark it's got floodlights on the video but that's because I went back and did a pickup shot when I actually did the run it was no it wasn't floodlit Running around a racetrack in the black is terrifying. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird concept. It's a, it's a concept. really spooky concept. And <laughs> what I remember, and I don't know if all tracks are like this, but you know, at Northgate where they've got like those weird blue boxes on sticks. Basically, I don't. Know, I'm sure there's something to do with timing points. Or you I, I've been running for the last ten years, and I haven't got a Scooby what they are. So. <laughs> but yeah, they're, so they're these. Basically, it looks essentially like a shoebox on a stick, and it's painted blue. And I'm yeah. sure they've got something to do with track and field in them. But when you're running around, obviously your perspective on those changes, so the size and the shape of them kind of changes, and you can see the white lines quite clearly, but they obviously block that bit off, and they look like they're moving up and down, and i tell you what, it looks so much
1: like someone is about to chase after you, like, has just run across the track. <laughs> it is terrifying so yeah it's hard to get that hard to convince yourself to keep on barreling towards it
0: yeah exactly so that's that's my little fun fun behind the scenes fact is that i ran track sessions in the dark and if you're going to do it just like find the switch for the floodlights
1: or you know pay someone to to keep keep it well lit because it was was horrible (laughs) yeah go to the track during designated times people we do we do not condone sneaking onto running tracks to do (laughs) sessions well No, we do. We do. and You didn't hear it from me, but we do. Uh, But what that does bring me on to as well is last little bit about talking about the programs. I want to talk about what I thought was your best session. Okay. Which I don't know if you'll even remember, but we did four sets of 400, 300, 200. That was horrible. I remember Yeah, you remember that. So you were pretty much, I think it was, you were five minute pace for the 400s, a little quicker for the threes, and then a little quicker for the twos. So I remember there was like one 200 in particular where you were like... It was your last rep. Your last rep. So bearing in mind, he's been running faster than goal pace for, what is it? It's 900 meters. So it's 9, 18, 37. It's 4,600 meters total session. Don't check me on my maths. That could be wrong. But 4,600 meters in total for the session. So you'd run 4,400 meters at mile pace or quicker. Yeah. Fair enough. The reps are short. The recoveries are generous, but you had done that. Yeah, yeah. And then you had this one rep to go, this one 200. And I said to you, just give it the beans. Yeah. Just run as fast as you possibly can. As you dare. Yeah. And i am am I right in saying you broke 30? Am I right in saying you ran 29? I, yeah, I think you're right. Like 29.8 yeah. for some reason sticks in yeah. my mind. which for those who don't know is sub four minute mile pace. Is it really? Yeah. See, I didn't even know. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And he's the one that did it. <laughs> so Sam closes out this big session, this 4.6K volume session. All of it's at five minute pace or quicker. And then he goes and runs the last two hundred and twenty-nine. That I think was your best session. And that came a week before that big four hundred session that we just talked about. So from about weeks a week about week eight, that's when I sort of knew, like, okay, like we can do this. Yeah. This is actually gonna happen. Nice. And we'll talk about when it actually did happen in a minute, because what I want to talk about now, I think, which is gonna be quite relatable to quite a few of the people listening, is some of the challenges that you sort of faced during this and we've touched on it a few times but talk about sort of what the biggest challenge was for you because from the outside looking in it seemed like it was balancing the training with your sort of work schedule i think mean, sam was doing a hell of a lot of work as i'm sure you would say yeah now. definitely your yeah, work but... schedule and sort of home life and you know social life and things like that i don't think there was any runs that you're doing like drastically hung over or anything like no, that but no
0: no 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 i was quite cautious of that sort of thing yeah the key thing that I think we can take from this and and certainly to people listening and I know a couple of people that maybe have commented on on what we put out on social media before we said we were going to record this pod is is that the whole idea of me doing this is a lot more relatable than someone like you doing a session yeah because it's i mean that's it's my life basically yeah that's what you do it's it's your job and you've run it from junior levels you're doing it for 10 years but a lot of people have only picked up running because of park run or something like that you know yeah or they just they want to get fit or they want to finish a marathon something like that yeah and and for me you know basically pulling this goal out of nowhere to like run sub five is probably a little bit more relatable so yeah, most people and probably most of you that will listen will have a job or a family or, you know, something else that or, dis- both. or yeah, or both obviously that you know, that distracts you maybe from getting that real dedicated time so for me to put you in some context is the key thing that was sapping my energy was i was working a lot like i was in the motor trade mm-hmm. in sales and a lot of the time you're doing like 50 hour 60
1: hour weeks sometimes yeah working yeah. six days a week probably yeah. i think you did some seven day weeks during oh, that 10 o- week almost day. certainly you yeah. know because
0: and they're big long 10 hour days and you know i was working for a brand that you know some some serious money for for some of their vehicles and you know, you know what's it's like Someone's spending 70 odd grand with you. You can't just go right. There's the keys off you go. You've got to actually spend time with them. And sometimes yeah,
1: a certain amount of finesse,
0: that's it. And, and this was also, this is in the next town along. So it was actually, you know, there was always nightmarish for traffic. Um, So, you yeah, know, there was actually and a shout dr- out the A14. Yeah. Uh, shout <laughs> yeah. out. Ipswich. Shout out Ipswich road in Colchester. Yeah, yeah. What a menace. Ugh. <laughs> but the, but you know the drive there as well is you having to leave. I was having to leave work, leave for work at half seven in the morning. Yeah.
1: So um, there's a lot of sort of early morning runs, late night sessions, that sort of thing. And a this lot of timing. Uh, there was a lot of communication from up between us as well to sort of time your hard days with your days off. Yeah, that's it. So there was certain sort of as much as I provided as much structure as I could we did also then have to work that structure around what you were doing with your job, with your family, with your social life.
0: Yeah, that's it. And the, and the thing that kind of really hit home to me is is I know if I hadn't had that plan that you drew up for me, if I hadn't had that level of structure and that kind of discipline, I would not have been disciplined enough to say, right, I need to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go out and start running. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because, I mean, some of the stuff that you're doing, it's just a it's just a 45-minute easy run. I mean... In the nicest way possible, guys. I don't care how much you're working. You can get up an hour earlier and do a 45-minute run. And, and you know what? And the you thing can. Is, you and just can. And the thing is, is, it's I personally am one of those
0: people that quite enjoys it. Once I'm up and going, yeah. you know, I, I don't know many people that once they get up and go, like, I was running with the sunrise down by the beach a lot of the time. Exactly. Yes, yeah. so it's, like, it's, it's quite nice. It's no, you know, there's no one else around. It was great. And a, a, a couple of runs, because I remember this was like in the middle of that heat wave that we had in last mm. year so yeah, it was actually quite beneficial for me to run early in the morning sometimes at, <laughs> yeah i'd go out uh, for my run at like 10 a.m and die sweltering it, it, exactly you'd, you know, you'd have been done for five hours gone out done it at six o'clock in the morning whenever i needed to do it, it was quite nice because it was a bit cooler so you could actually focus on what you were doing a little bit more yeah. rather than just focusing on oh my goodness this is the hottest thing i've ever done so so that was it so you know a key message is if you get some kind of goal training plan something like that it for me, at least, and I think a lot of people would relate to it. Is no matter how much you've got going on with work and family and da 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 da, you, you, know, you find mentally, oh, I can slot it in there. I can slot it in there because you've got that unticked box printed up on your wall. Or for me, yeah, it was exactly it was on my computer, and like, I I would open up my computer, and if that box wasn't ticked, I'd be like really annoyed at myself. And and for me, it was even though I was you know, I was tired from work, so long old days and things like that, I found myself I just got up and got going. Generally, I felt all right. Yeah. And that was the big thing.
1: It's generally felt right. And well it's, it's that meant it's that sort of getting out of the door, which I think that's probably the second biggest challenge that anyone faces. So challenge the challenge number one, the biggest challenge that anybody faces is just finding the time to do it. Yeah. Finding the time and then you've got finding the motivation, like, okay, I've got this free hour, two hours or so, but man, I would so much rather just watch uh, T V and grab a takeaway yeah. or have <laughs> breakfast, yeah, or just sleep for an extra hour. Yeah. So how did you sort of motivate yourself just to get out the door? It was just having that training program there, just that accountability.
0: It, yeah, the the training program, you know, like I say, I had an actual like version of it that I could relate to and was a little bit more tangible. That made a big difference for me. Yeah. Um, I think the other big thing that helps the fact that it was summer as well. So often I was getting up in daylight. That, yeah, that's that,
1: true. It would be interesting to run a program program like this sort of through the winter for you maybe yeah. target like a, a spring marathon or something yeah like that.
0: something like that so so that was that was one big part of it but the the, the ultimate thing that kind of got me out of bed really was i, I knew that i kind of wanted to do it like i knew i knew that ultimately i wanted to run a sub five minute mile i knew also that i wanted to have that achievement, and I want to. I'll be honest as well. I want to record a video. I want the footage as well. Yeah. And the thing is, the more runs you do, the more footage you're likely to get. That's actual, you know, legitimately honest footage and things like that. So that was kind of the motivation, and also the other thing that I find as well is, as I've always been one that enjoys an early morning. Get up and go for a run before breakfast. I'd often, I'd feel a lot more with it on my way to work. Yeah. So it does wake you up, sort of get you, you know, ready for the day. No, so, definitely. so it's, it can be, it can be tough. And like I said, the, the key motivations for me is I actually, yeah, I just genuinely wanted to achieve it more than anything else. Yeah. Um, but also is once you kind of up and get going, you, you, know, you might feel knackered by half nine at night. But generally, generally, I found that once I kind of committed to it and got going, I never felt worse for doing it. That's, no, that's, that's a really important distinction. I was going to say that's worse. probably one of
1: the most important things about doing easy runs is if you're going out for what you call an easy run, recovery run, steady run, whatever your word for it is the prime focus of these runs above anything else is you need to finish that run feeling better than you did starting it. Yeah. If you feel worse than you did starting that run, then you shouldn't have done it or you've run too quick. Yeah. And that's that's just the harsh reality of what it is. So you've got those two sort of real big challenges and then you've got obviously the physicality of the sort of running sessions themselves. I mean, how did that sort of come to you as a bit of a challenge? Is that something know. that came more naturally or is it something that you had to really sort of Work to focus to overcome to maintain your pace in sessions that sort of thing.
0: No, it definitely got easier as I got into the yeah into the <laughs> sessions. I know Funny that's a, that
1: that's what happens when you get fit. I know it's a really <laughs> I know it's a really <laughs> but obvious, no it's, obvious it's, obvious it seems obvious say. but
0: no it is true. But the, but the thing is is that you know you do those first few sessions the first couple of sessions out on the track where I don't really understand what I'm doing or where yeah. I'm going or what yeah I know it sounds really silly but but you, it's, no definitely and the fitter you are the easier it is to push yourself as that's, well. That's that's it and the thing is you know, you'd I probably had one thing that really stands out to me is i can't remember i can't remember exactly where it stood in the training in terms of like week six week seven but there was one thing it was that middle of that heat wave i was running on a sunday in the middle of the day like i had something like 10 lots of one kilometer to do or something like that oh
1: that was the i think i set you six by k yeah yeah i set you that Instead of an open water session because I thought that so, might have been easier something like that. <laughs> that that I <laughs> remember that was not. that was the only one that I really that really broke me that one yeah. so well, 1K reps are hard yeah. I think I probably tried to get you to do that at closer to sort of 10K pace rather than. Yeah, what I should have done is just set you kind of threshold. But, looking but, back, but I mean, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, like I say, yeah.
0: You know, once you kind of get into the swing of things, you know, it's, it's understanding how. I think the biggest thing for me that I learned is like how fast to start and how hard to start. Yeah. The thing is, if you start really hard and then you know you've got to keep that pace, it's really difficult. Whereas once you have done a few, few things and
1: you learn, actually you don't want to crank it straight away. You can slowly. Yeah, you turn almost it up. want to get through sort of the first half, thinking like, "All right, well, when is this gonna? When is this gonna bite? When is this gonna start hurting?" That's, Rather that's than it. getting to halfway, thinking like, "Oh man, I'm knackered. So, like, when so is that's, this
0: gonna end?" That's it. So, talking about physicality side of things, like the physical side of things, paired with the actual like confidence, because another thing is the knowledge mm. and the confidence of when to go slow and when to go fast. I think yeah. that's what I learned with those first few sessions, and then afterwards, the the actual physical side of things. Even though I had sessions, like I say that six lots of a kilometer that broke me and really hurt. Yeah. At least I kind of I, I, I came out of those like knowing right I gave
1: that everything and my body responded how I expected and it's it like, to. Yeah, I can do this. Now you knew that you could do it, and yeah, a lot of people, a lot of athletes, and you'll see this as the biggest difference between sort of club runners and elite runners. It's just having the confidence to really polarize your training, to really take those hard days hard and those easy days easy. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I had to really sort of drum into you is like, it's okay to be running eight minute pace, eight thirty pace on your easy days, on your 40, 45 minute runs. Yeah. Because you're running sub five minute pace on your hard days and you're running sort of, you know, five 30, 40 pace on your tempo kind of days. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But- no, moving on from sort of the challenges and things like that because I'm conscious of time. We've ticked over an hour already. Oh, um, Yeah, no, we just love the sound of our own voices. Clearly, <laughs> uh, let's just quickly touch on sort of the whole process of turning it into a video. Yeah. So one of the big things for me and what I
0: want to do more and more of is create media, create video, and I'll be honest, this whole project sounded like an exciting visual concept, mm-hmm. and. I didn't really have much direction with what I wanted to do, you know, artistically wise with it. But what I I did want to do is I wanted to have this kind of like this build up towards me doing it or not doing it. You know, that's a very artistic. If I'd run 501, I still banged it in there because it would be like a real good artistic finish but yeah in terms of video generally whenever i went out for a session i made sure i had a camera with me and i'm fortunate that i've you know got lots of camera equipment because it's what i do so it's just a case of i you know bring the tripod bring a camera just something with me all the time um and in the end i remember you and i talked about we're saying oh we could break it down into like vlog style training videos or it yeah could do it a half dozen but really for me i always wanted like one big like killer video at the end one to so
1: almost documentary style
0: yeah kind of so i remember doing that and, and i'll tell you what the key thing that stands out for me and i do this a lot when i make videos is actually music is i don't really the other thing project five taught me and kind of through training is also i went from being a guy that ran with music to now i physically i can't run with music anymore no it, i'm the same i hate it it just puts me off but there were a couple of sessions where i remember i was like at work or driving home to or driving to the track and i'd listen to music Like obviously talked about that song nervous energy earlier where i just thought yeah. this suits a moment and i actually sounds really weird i actually remember hearing songs that i thought i can use this in the video and i was running along <laughs> thinking about those songs in my head even though i had no headphones i was thinking about them thinking like oh this would look really cool and and that kind of
1: helped me visualize it that's what i find i find i have some of my best ideas when i'm out running yeah yeah. some of my best sort of brain work is done when i'm also working out yeah definitely and that's you know that's a whole pod for itself i think oh absolutely
0: but but yeah so in terms of turning it into a video it's just a case of like the whole thing needs to be doc you know actually needs to be documented and in, it was really funny. So I, I sort of recorded what I thought was enough. And then as we yeah. got to the actual, the day, because I don't know, we, we've not actually talked about the run itself, have we? Right? No, didn't I was
1: going to say we'll touch on that quickly next. Cause we'd, we, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't
0: talk yeah. about the day, but yeah. So the actual day itself in the end, I remember I got up for better or for worse. I got up super early that day because we essentially worked out as it was legitimately, you can question it. You can call my bluff on it, whatever. But I promise you, if you're listening, the day that we ran, the last run, the last time trial. It was the only day we could have it done. It was the only day because you were going. You were going off to Spain. I went on holiday literally the day after. I had a load of work that was like my yeah. only day off work, and I'd rearranged my working week to be able to get that day off, <laughs> and wake up. and I went down to Felix though because I wanted to record like this kind of artistic intro. You know, it was like with you
1: know I didn't know you did that on the thing. day actually I thought you Literally. just did that on one of your nah. one of your other easy runs nah. just sort of like in preparation it was done on the day oh, because wow.
0: cause my build-up for it like mentally I was so like this is the day I'm gonna do it yeah so I said like I want to capture something kind of you know yeah builds up it towards builds some tension. so I built up all of that and just was quite happy with what I'd shot and then surprise surprise it got to like the middle of the day
1: when we actually planned to do it and it started hammering (laughs) this was the worst day of we had the nicest summer that literally entire 10 weeks it probably rained like two times yeah it was so all of our sessions were brutally hot like we're and then then just one day day, the one day
0: it starts hammering down and you know what from a speed standpoint, it was probably the absolute worst case scenario: track filled with water, soggy running shoes, all that sort oh, of was thing. horrible! Yeah. But from a video-wise, artistically, it turned out really cool <laughs> because there's all you can have all like slow motion raindrops and reflections in puddles. Oh, and we look like, like absolute.
1: We're running a five minute mile, but looking like absolute
0: rock stars. Yeah, it looks wicked. So, like in terms of processing it in the video, and this is something that you can see. If, once I finish the run and the camera sort of pans around, you can actually see. You'll probably remember this is. Camera's on a tripod. There's a yeah. traffic cone next to the tri- tripod, <laughs> and then there's an umbrella with the handle stuck in the hole <laughs> on the top the of the umbrella. traffic cone. Yeah, the traffic. Just trying, I'm um, trying way. to make sure it doesn't drip onto the camera. And amazingly, that that up... it worked. Yeah, yeah it, it worked stood really there. Well. So, so that's kind of one of those. I had a couple
1: of our mates as well on sort of filming on their phones. And, it, exactly. And with so, the timer.
0: so you know, this is proof to anyone. you know, and I've had people talk to me about like making videos on the whole subject as well. Is you can totally wing it and create something that was really cool, and that's kind oh, of what we did. absolutely, absolutely.
1: I mean, yeah. Should we should we sort of go through a sort of a play by play of that? I, I want to call it a race, but the the time trial. No, well, funnily enough, the time you call it what you want,
0: but the file on my computer that's got all the footage in it is actually it's labeled raining Race Day.' Like raining that's what I called day. it. So nice. so we can call it that. But yeah, on the day, <laughs> I remember. I remember buzzing as we got to the track and you know i'd got and then we had to warm up in the there. rain and warm up I mean, in the rain been, and get the camera set up and everything we've been
1: all of our other running we'd be doing sort of like we'd be wearing vest and shorts and you'd sweat through the whole thing we were yeah. warming up in like hoodies and tracksuit yeah bars yeah, yeah it's massively but i remember just even that like i remember most of that day fairly clearly
0: because we went to warm up and you were like no we stay in lane three and we go the other way around like i only ever run around this track you know, like that, you know, the way that I actually should be doing There's, it. And yeah,
1: you run round, what is it, counterclockwise is the yeah, way yeah. you race around it? Either way, the way that you race round or the way that you run fast round is reserved for fast running. Yeah. and this All of the running around the track, warm-ups, warm-downs, you go the opposite way out in the outer lane. Yeah, so
0: I remember doing that and that, like, that was kind of my little first clear into you clicking into race mode. I was like, ooh, mm. that's different.
1: Mentality is so important. Yeah, so, so important.
0: So doing all that, and obviously it took us a while to get warmed up and get the camera set up. But then I remember like the actual moment was like, oh, this is it, this is it, this is it, this is it. And I I remember starting really super confident And we got
1: around the first lap, and I felt okay, but I thought, "Oh, this is gonna hurt." Well, I think I took us out a little quick. I think we were seventy three. Oh right, through, <laughs> that would through the four hundred. <laughs> but I remember thinking seventy five through four hundred nine, which I think I did tell you we were gonna do. We we're gonna yeah. get out a little harder the first lap.
0: But the thing is, like when you're actually going out and doing it, like all of a sudden, you know, it's the culmination of everything you've built towards, and I knew like. You know, physically i knew i could do it but yeah that doesn't make it any easier on the day when effectively <laughs> is pressure yeah, you know, yeah. to do it because it was this one day i wanted to actually get
1: it done well, that was our chance to to do it i mean it would yeah. have been okay it would have still been a good video if you hadn't done it if you'd run say 505 or something but
0: but there was no clear time after you because you'd have been out in spain what, well, a couple of oh, weeks 10, 10 days. days yeah you know work would have then taken over i'd have had to be disciplined with what i was doing and and that was it so i remember. The, the key moments i do remember though is you plodding around in front of me going like you know get right up get right up right up behind me and mm, me because there was a bit
1: of wind that day so i wanted you sort of like right on my heels yeah so that i was doing the maximum kind of wind blockage yeah and that was the thing that i remember thinking to me because in the
0: whole time that like, i artistically i wanted it just to be me running around the track mm. um but you were like no you're going to need someone to help you out
1: here yeah I, I think in my mind which is kind of where i sort of have to take over with that mentality of the performance is more important than the video
0: no definitely um but i do remember like this bit i think it was at the back end of it was like the back straight of lap two or three where i remember just saying like stay that was the only thing i said was just stay and you were like yeah okay yeah and you're gonna stay in for longer than you'd originally planned yeah
1: because i was going to take you through either 800 or 1k yeah something and then let you try and finish it off but, and then, but yeah, you were like, just stay till the finish, like, do the, let's do the whole mile.
0: But, but I remember feeling, there was that one horror point in my mind where I was like, oh, geez, I might not actually manage this. Yeah. Like, I, this might hurt her too bad. And in, <laughs> in the end, like, it f- you know, it felt okay. But I just remember there's really f- random thing to say, I'm like just looking at like, a specific point in the back of your head going, like, just keep that in mind. Just look at that. You've got like a mole or a spot or something <laughs> back of your head. <laughs> yeah. It sounds really gross, but... That I remember just seeing that and just thinking, as long as I like focus on some clear point and it doesn't get smaller or anything like that, I so know you just, that I've
1: you chose the deformed bit at the back of my head. Of course, yeah. good job I got a haircut like shortly before that. Yeah,
0: yeah, but but it was something like that. I remember just having this weird, like specific part of the back of your head that I looked at, just saying, as long as <laughs> as long as that's clear and it's not drifting away, yeah. then I'll, then I'll be good. Um, and yeah, in the end, I think we can we can all say, yeah, I did it because you've
1: taught yeah you you know from the start of this pod that I. That mm. I managed to do it 457 but yeah, Comfortably. 457 on a day like that. I've said this to you so many times, yeah. It means to me that to me means you were probably in sub 450 shape, yeah. But I remember we got to that final straight
0: and just anything that I had left in the tank, any gas, just <laughs> sprinting. And...
1: That's what I said to you. I was like, You've got to try and outkick me here, yeah. yeah. You've got to try and sprint past me, and, and just, you did,
0: yeah. Well, everything I had left, and you can see it as I get to the I plow through the finish line. And I think immediately end up on my face about two, two seconds later. Yeah, Cause you, I, you lie down pretty quick. Afterwards. I just, I just charged <laughs> through it. And then what I remember is looking up and you just going, yeah, like that. And you took your watch off and you like, show it to me <laughs> and you're like, open your eyes, Sam. And then I sort of just remember seeing it and probably saying, looking
1: up and seeing a blurry four as the first number. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and just going like, yes. And there's some swear words involved if anyone wants <laughs> to watch the video at that point, but it works. Trust me. Um, and that relief of I did it and then, you know, just sort of knowing that we had it, knowing that we had the footage, knowing that everything worked and then just sort of chilling out afterwards and freezing
1: our asses off. Yeah, it was cold, It was really it was, cold. Yeah, it wasn't great. I think we went and sat in a pub and just sort of ordered a bowl of chips and shivered whilst like yeah, basking it. our glory
0: yeah that was it but i do remember feeling properly triumphant right mm. like after that and just thinking like that, sort yeah. of, that
1: euphoria of running like that's a, it an HPV. Yeah. and i i felt that as well like you were the first person i ever coached and you had that massive breakthrough after such a short amount of time it was a real sense yeah. of achievement for me as well as well as being sort of proud of you that you had achieved your goal i felt quite good about myself no, I was like,
0: oh, yeah i helped to sort yeah. of make that happen no it was wicked it was it felt it felt properly cool and then after yeah. that really yeah it was yeah i was then you know i could i can do a sub five minute mile yeah you you are now immortally a sub five minute miler. <laughs> right. you're yeah. forever going to be a sub five minute miler yeah and then yeah really after that the whole fun of turning it into a video and it kind of took me like best part of a month because i was still working all these crazy hours like mm. And still trying to fit in runs and do pickup shots and all that kind of stuff. But like turning it into a video and then eventually launch that and kind of reliving it. I remember the excitement around launching the video and you going like, I've got to see it. And it came out like, I, I love watching that video. Just oh, I think, still I just still watch it probably
1: yeah, on average, like a
0: couple of times a month. I, <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a really fun experience. I'm glad that we
1: went through it. And to be fair, it's probably about time that we did something again. Absolutely. Like We're that. we to yeah. whip you back into shape. That's it, which mean, that brings us on to our next thing is... Sort of, what have you been up to running wise and I suppose YouTube wise a little bit as well since the project? And what goals do you have sort of going forward? Just take a couple of minutes, just talk us through that.
0: Yeah, so really running wise, the key difference for me is now I can run park runs because of incidences that have happened at work. I now no longer work on Saturday mornings at nine o'clock. It means that I can actually start running park runs and for me I love it because it's you know it feels like a race there's people that are faster than me there's people slower than me and yeah there's that sense of community as well yeah so that's a big thing for me like a 5k and I always kind of brushed off a 5k of not really being a proper run you know you can't run 10k there's no point that kind of thing but (laughs) but learning how to run fast over like a three mile 5k kind of course yeah I mean that's the
1: beauty of I mean 5k I've always said it's that sort of the most brutal distance running event you can do if you do it properly yeah yeah so just that it's that horrible mixture of speed and strength that you need to run your best 5k that you're physically capable of is absolutely horrible yeah it's not (laughs) it really sucks but it's it's such a cool achievement it is
0: yeah so like running wise been doing a lot of running with parkrun and trying to break 20 minutes at the Chantry Run Park Run in Ipswich, which for anyone who doesn't know it, it's a
1: twisty, turny up, down, like it's not a nice oh, it's flat a, it's course. I a hard one. I mean, I, well, Put it this way, I have run 13.54 for the 5k a PB that I don't think really represents my ability, I think I can go much quicker, but my best that I did at Ipswich Park Run, the time that I went out and did it, and this was me running pretty hard, was I think about 15.30 something. Yeah, it's
0: a nasty And course. that's the course record, by yeah. a
1: fair way I think.
0: Yeah, so... I remember that's that's one thing and running really for me at the moment running's kind of for clarity more than anything else like, mm. I find running a much easier task than going to the gym and because the thing is going to the gym yeah, you, I, for some reason I still feel need to drive to the gym and, and you feel need to lift weights and there's usually someone on the equipment that you want to do and all that kind of thing but running, like we said in the last pod, and like we say saying, probably plenty more pods to come, is it's pure and it's simple. And for me, it's just something like
1: I can just do it anywhere. Yeah, it's like, that kind of you time as well. There's nobody else sort of in the way. There's, yeah. There's no external distractions, anything like that. It's just time to get away and just sort of be with your thoughts and Yeah, just, exactly. And it so, really just, it relaxes you. So that's kind of my perspective on running at the
0: moment. Is there's no real goals at the moment. Dot 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 to be continued. <laughs> but you know, there's no goals right now. But I do that and then. YouTube wise, all of my running videos have actually like it's pretty much what I've made, you know, most of my r- videos on because it's a really yeah, most can, of the YouTube
1: community, on. especially locally, you're known as sort of the running guy. Yeah. The running
0: YouTube guy. Which is which is funny, but um just got back from a trip from Japan, so that's probably the next video that needs to be made is documenting some of like that. Nothing to do with running, but it was just an interesting place to go. Yep. Um, and yeah, otherwise then we're sort of moving on to, to doing more work with you at the moment, doing the pod and things like that, so so that's kind of everything that's going on with me. Um, awesome. If you see me down at Park Run, yeah, I'll probably be running Kesgrove Park Run a lot more now. Um, just come, yeah, come and say hi, come run with me. I'll probably be running you know, around that roughly in the 20 minute time. So if you want to keep pace with me and chat, more than welcome to. Or <laughs> if you want to run faster
1: than me and embarrass me, do it as well. There we go. All right, there it is. So that's Sam Wade, sub five minute miler. Uh, thanks very much for coming on, Sam, and sharing your story with me and with our listeners. We've taken up quite a bit of your time now. Uh, We're getting on to an hour 20 or so. So yeah, hopefully it's uh, an interesting hour 20 and you've stayed with us until now. If you have stayed with us until now, give the video a little like, subscribe, anything you want to say to us, chuck it in the comments and hopefully you'll be tuning in next time. All right, thanks very much. Take care, everybody.